Hello again. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. You always have to ask, don't you, Shivani? Huh? I said you always ask how we're do how I'm doing. I know it's a little thing that we do in every episode. So you got to keep it going, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I am good. We have a we have a guest today, and you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, hi guys, my name is Molly. Um, I live in Illinois. I know these guys from high school. Uh, I own lizards and work and go to college. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I just realized that we forgot to introduce ourselves and say what this was. Oh, yeah. I'm Shivani. <laughs> I'm Miranda. This, this is far from normal. normal. Yay. Um, and yes, Molly, she's amazing. She introduced herself. She's so cool. We've known each other for, I think, most of high school, but we didn't really connect till like, I don't know, later. Here at the lunch table. Yeah, I was at the lunch table, and we went to a, a BTS concert together, one of, like, the highlights of my life. It was amazing. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. It was so great. I, I'm just so glad it happened that before COVID, anyway, um, <laughs> that we could get into that another time. But, <laughs> yeah, how, like, I guess we can just kind of go with the basic questions. How have you been doing during COVID? Nothing has really changed for me, honestly. I, I mean, I don't have any, like, classes right now because I got all my gen eds done. I'm just waiting to hear if I got into my program. So I'm just going to work every day. The okay. only difference is now I wear a mask. So mm. not very affected by COVID at all. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's awesome because, like, I know a lot of people struggling a lot. So, like, that's great. That's awesome. Um. We were talking about pets earlier. You have a very unique pet, and I love that. I don't know. It's just, I like, I love, okay, Molly has a lizard. Do you want to, like, explain, like, how this came to be? This is so cool. Yes, okay, well, I don't have one. I have three, actually. So, it started off, I've always wanted a pet really badly, um, and... We had a dog for a while, but we had to put him down, and after that, we didn't really get another one because my dad is hyper allergic to anything that has fur or, like, anything fluffy. So, you know, I was going through a really hard time um, transitioning into college, and I really wanted, like, you know, like a support cat or something, but I couldn't get one. And so I started watching videos on reptiles and I thought, Hey, that's not that hard. Like I can, I can do that. So then I went out and I like bought a reptile. <laughs> uh, so my first little guy is a leopard gecko and he was my very first baby. And he's so pretty and he's very calm. He's a little sassy today, but, uh, yeah, he's a great little companion. Um, really good beginner reptile. I would really recommend. Uh, ten out of ten. Uh, really great. They do walk off of surfaces sometimes. He's a little stupid, but that's okay. Um, so I had him for a couple months, and I really wanted another one. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom was like pretty big against it though. Um, but I ended up buying one anyway because I was like, "Fuck it." It's my oh, can I curse on this? Yeah, go for it. Any of our episodes, we curse all the time. <laughs> Just 
just wanted to make I sure. All the time. I should probably um, change that. I curse all the time. Mm. Mm. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get another one. So I did. And I got a green keeled lizard. Um, she's really cool. She is very sassy. Um, but then I got two and I was like, okay, now I want another one. Um, that's the thing with reptiles. Once you get one, you just want to keep going. Um, so I did get another one. I got a blue tongue skink, um, a northern blue tongue skink. And he's brand new. I only got him like a week ago. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're very nice to have. They're supportive. They're pretty easy to take care of. Um, very inexpensive. They make great pets. Um, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they like to explore. They climb all over. Uh, yeah, I guess you guys can't see me. I've got lemon with me right now. So lemon is my leopard gecko. Um, lime is my green keeled lizard. And then clementine is my blue tongue skink. So... Uh -huh. I love the names. Like, as soon as you said, like, the names and when I first saw them, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Because I feel like reptiles get, like, a bad rep because, you know, like, okay, yeah, sorry. you know, because, like, they're, like, cold. Okay, oh, I just, I just got that. It took me a second. But, <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, you know, they're, like, cold-blooded and they're probably not, like, I, at least for some people, not great to touch and to pet because, like, you know, they're scaly and whatnot. But, like, when I, like, first saw them, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're so adorable. Oh, my gosh, it was great. But, like, so cute, so cute. And, like, you told me that their tails fall off. I had no idea that was a thing. I was like, uh, oh, okay. But, like, that's kind of cool because, like, you know how, like, their tails can grow back? Like, I wish I had that ability. Like, you know, just, like, <laughs> so cool. cut off an arm and then another arm grows back in place. Pretty great. Yes. You know? Yeah, so... Only geckos' tails fall off. At least that's what I know so far. Um, but it's a defense mechanism. That way, if a predator tries to eat them, mm. they can just drop their tail. The predator will go after the tail, and they can get away. Mm -hmm. However, it's not cool. you can. Um, however, it's not good to drop their tail because that's where they store a lot of their nutrients and stuff. So if um, my gecko ended up, ever was in a situation where he ended up dropping his tail, uh, I would have to keep really, really close eye on him because he could get malnourished very quickly if they're not careful. And he could get, or he could lack a lot of like vitamins and minerals that he needs. So, yeah. Kind of. So do you have to be if your uh, lizards, like, all the time, or, like, how much care do they need? Oh, they're really simple. You don't even, I mean, most, like, here, let me organize my thoughts here. So the biggest thing they need is some space to run around in. Um, they need three different hides, a warm hide, um, a humid hide, and a cold hide, which could literally be just, like, a Tupperware flipped over with a hole in it <laughs> like they're super easy the, the hardest thing with them is just heat getting a heat mat that's probably like the most expensive thing but even that's only like $30 yeah like my baby was 20 they're super easy to upkeep um you know I've got you have to dechlorinate the water 
but that's just like super simple. You just get a little bottle of dechlorinator and that's um, $6 and that's going to last me for like a year. So, I mean, you have to clean up their poop just like any animal. Um, you have to make sure they're fed. I just do mealworms and waxworms for my babies. Occasionally we'll get dubia roaches, um, but you can even just do like crickets. They don't need like a very diverse diet. So I would say monthly upkeep is maybe for just like my leopard gecko is probably $10 most. Um, so super inexpensive, super easy to keep, and they're pretty friendly once you tame them down a little bit, so. Cool. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Wow. Um, Miranda, do you want to try, like, segueing this into the juicy stuff? But, like. <laughs> um, sure. How does your family feel about you having three lizards? Well, I really want to get some snakes, too. But my family, I come from a very conservative Christian family, and they just, they already don't like my lizards. And, oh, help, okay, so what are you doing? Um, and so it's just a little difficult because I actually plan on breeding my lizards um, and making money from it. Ooh, interesting. Um, I can make... $20 a buck for my leopard gecko. I can make over $300 for every blue tongue skink that I get. So it's actually pretty lucrative. Um, but my family does not like that I have lizards. Uh, just because part of it is that they take up a lot of room. My mom thinks I spend too much money on them. Mm -hmm. My parents are very opinionated <laughs> in what they mm -hmm. Needs to look like. <laughs> kind of going off like the opinionated part of like a family that is very like conservative. Um, I know that like um how do I I don't know how to exactly this. Oh my gosh. Thoughts. Uh, huh? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, we'll just <laughs> go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just gonna say, yeah, I'm a lesbian. It's it's difficult. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, has it improved at all have you been able to well so this is the oh my gosh excuse me sir sorry um so like I said before when I got my lizards I wasn't doing super hot um and part of the reason is because I am a lesbian in a very conservative family and so my reptiles are definitely a support animal for me mm -hmm. um, because I've, I've come up to my mom that I'm pansexual. I didn't tell her I was a lesbian um, because they think that I'm still going to get married to a man um, and have babies and be a good Christian girl, <laughs> which, in fact, I'm not even really a Christian. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, I practice witchcraft. Ooh, <laughs> do you want to get into that? Like, what's that like? Well, I can't say all that much because I am very much brand new to the mm -hmm. environment. 
Um, I don't know a whole lot. I'm still studying, trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, it's a lot of fun, though. I like it, personally. It's the first thing that's really made me feel, like, spiritual. Wow. Like, going to church never really did anything for me. Um, and so I found it something that I can actually, it makes me feel like, just like it has that spirituality that I feel like I've been missing for a long time. And it's something that I actively like want to do, mm. um, which is really new for me because I used to hate going to church and it's not like I disliked it. Like I have friends, but like the messages were boring. I would fall asleep. Like it obviously. <laughs> For me, got it. Hmm. What do you do witchcraft? Like what? Like things are you doing? Well, right now I'm just studying. Okay, sir, sir, give me just a second. I have to put him back. <laughs> him as in the lizard, if anyone's listening. But you know, okay. <laughs> um, very cute lizard, though. I am kind of tempted to go get myself a reptile. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> You're so much fun. I will help you shop for one. Uh, <laughs> if you buy one, just quick. PSA, if you're going to buy a reptile, do not buy from PetSmart or Petco. Uh, their reptiles are shipped really unethically, and most of them have diseases and problems, so don't buy from them. Noted. Um, buy from a breeder, like a smaller pet store, like Pet Supplies Plus, I would recommend. That's where I got my babies. They're perfectly healthy. Um, but yeah, don't buy from big pet store chains. Very unethical for at least the reptiles. Mm -hmm. Probably for a lot of the other ones, too. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that much about that part, but the reptiles at least don't. You know, do not. Very unhealthy. Then you'll have to pay a bunch of vet bills. Those can be expensive for reptiles. So yeah. Um, but going back to the witchcraft stuff. Um, I mean, right now, it's just, for me, it's a lot of, like, meditation to try and, like, find what kind of witch I am. So there's a bunch of different kinds of, like, witches and stuff out there. Um, right now, I'm pretty sure I'm a storm witch. But until I figure it out, it's just, like, a lot of meditation trying to, like, balance my chakras out, um, to try and figure out, like, what kind of witch I am, what kind of powers I hold, and once I do that, then I can start doing spells and working with even a deity if I want to, um, so yeah, but as of right now, it's just a lot of, like, inward meditation to figure out, like, what I am, so... Yeah, that's really, really cool. I know, like, a family member has been getting into, like, types of witchcraft. Um, have you heard of, like, Wicca? Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, this family member was, like, really into it. So, um, for their birthday, I got them, like, a book all about Wicca. And it was just, it, it, I read some of it before I, like, I wrapped it up and gave it to her. But, like, it was really cool because, like, they were, um, like, different animals had different, like, meanings, both, like, symbolically and like physically like like you know how like black cats like have like a really bad rep and they have like you know they're usually mean like bad luck or whatever like in certain in certain like sectors of like witchcraft they're actually they bring a lot of good luck and they bring like protection from like certain 
you know, negative mm-hmm. energies and whatnot. And funny enough, we have three black cats and we've been doing good, I think. But, you know, <laughs> um, I totally, yeah, I totally vibe with the whole idea of like witchcraft because like, it's just like, it sounds weird. And like, you know, like the idea of witchcraft is like very like foreign to a lot of people, but I just don't think they understand or like, I don't know. Cause like the rituals can be kind of weird, but I think it's like mostly kind of like, I don't know, working with your subconscious but it's just kind of like you're manifesting it into like something physical and I think that's really really cool but yeah wow it's so cool <laughs> you gotta you definitely have to keep me updated on that because I'm totally into that stuff but um yeah definitely will um it's a lot of fun just like exploring all the different like things that I could do um yeah so I can't I mean I can't speak tons about it just because Again, I'm, like, brand new to the whole stuff, but it's a lot of fun just, like, comparing, like, what crystals to use or what herbs to use and, you know, when to do things, so. Mm -hmm. You said you were, like, a, you thought you were a storm witch? What does that entail? So, it just means that I am more powerful during, like, storms. That's when I would want to do my magic. My magic is a little more it's it's a little more powerful but it comes in bursts so it's a little harder to control um my magic is more towards like power spells than like healing and stuff like that um or like restorative spells would work really well for me um so yeah It's just kind of like, and again, this is, I'm still not super educated on any of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry, I'm brand new. But it's just really interesting to see, like, all the different kinds um, and stuff like that. But I would definitely say witchcraft is very misconstrued. A lot of people think it's, like, worshiping the devil. (laughs) Uh, It is not. I can confirm that it is. I mean, there are some people who work with Lucifer as a deity. Uh, and I guess you could technically qualify that as devil worship. I use air quotes here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not about like, oh my gosh, like hail Satan. It's not that. That's mm-hmm. not what it's very just like balancing your energies and putting energy out into the world and receiving it back and um, like using that energy within yourself to like manipulate things going on around you Um, whether it be to heal or you can cause harm I'm not going to say you can't because you can However, the main rule of witchcraft is whatever you put out into the universe, you receive back threefold. So if you're going to cause harm to someone, you better be ready to receive harm in return. Hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. And it's, like, really interesting to, like, make parallels to, like, different religions who, like, kind of practice the same thing. Because, like, you know, like, the idea of, like, karma and, like, you know, like, you know, you do something bad and, you know, karma's going to get you back, you know? And then, um... Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I 
yeah, I, I had a question and I lost my train of thought. Miranda, do you have something? That's one of the really interesting things about religion is I feel like it just depends on who you are, what you're going to want to do. Because some things differently to different people. But like, there's a lot of shared ideals. Like, it's a lot about like making yourself as you can be and like feeling comfortable with yourself and like forming connections. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Um, I know that Miranda and I did like an episode earlier on like whether we thought evil exists or not. And um, so like you were talking about how like you do think that we can cause harm and I agree, but like, could you like explain what, like how, like, do you believe in like negative energies and like, do you think that there are negative forces that we can like manipulate? And if there are people that are manipulating stuff behind the scene or, you know, causing things to like stir up, I don't know. Okay. I definitely believe in dark entities. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that people who are powerful enough can control them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's all very, it's it's very scary to think about. Like, I'll be the first one to admit, like, the idea of someone controlling a demon, like, scares me. But, like, I do believe that people can do that. And I think that those people, they're very they're not even necessarily evil. They're just powerful. And so, yes, I think there is, you know, evil and good, but I wouldn't call it evil and good. I just call it like positive, negative, and neutral. Right. Cause you can do things more negative with more negative consequences, or you can do more positive things with positive consequences, or you can just do something neutral. I think it's a whole spectrum. Um, But yeah, I definitely believe that there are people who can control like evil spirits and that they, they can attack you with those. But I also think there are people who can work with good spirits and that can protect you and help you. So there's a very long spectrum there Um, and it goes back and forth. So it's just very, I don't like the ideas of good and evil just because it's so hard to say whether an action is good or evil, depending on how you look at it. There's a lot of gray in the world, and I feel like we don't say that enough. I feel like a lot of people are like, it's either good or evil there's no in between but there is a lot of in between and i think that needs to be acknowledged more yeah for sure so these spirits are you thinking like ghosts or like just like energy or like demons or like what you perceive to be as the spirits you're explaining well that's a little hard for me to say just because I haven't read up a ton on that yet. I'm just not very far, but I, for, I, it, personally, I believe in demons. I think there are demons. I think there are angels. Mm-hmm. I also think there are imps and there are, um, what I would consider like a dark elf. Um, there are fae. Um, there are all these different kinds of entities that, 
we might not be able to see, but if we like go on the astral level, we might be able to witness. Um, so it definitely, I don't know. I wish I was more educated um, on this. And I might be able to tell more in a couple weeks when I get my new book in. Um, but it's just, there are a lot of different entities out there. Um, good, you know, or I guess positive, negative, neutral. Um, some can even be shaped to how you want to use them. So I would not suggest trying to summon any of them though. Mm -hmm. Because that could go very wrong, very, very quickly, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, please don't get killed by spirit. That would be bad. Halloween. I have, like, three questions, but I'm going to start with um, kind of, like, the whole summoning thing. What do you think of, like, Ouija boards? I think they could work. Yeah? I think an actual person with spiritual energy has to be controlling them. I don't think any run-of-the-mill person can go use a Ouija board. Mm. And, like, actually use a Ouija board. But I think, like, someone who knows what they're doing and, like, is actually ready, like, read up and done stuff with the subject, I think they can use them. I also think if you don't realize you have power, and you try and use one, I think you can use one. The problem with that is that you could invite something into your house that you don't want to be in your house. So again, wouldn't suggest using something like a Ouija board unless you like have read about it and know what's going on because you're definitely going to want some sort of like protection stuff. And probably a banishing spell in case of an emergency. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, second question. Um, so, like, you talk about, like, um, like angels and demons. Do you think any of that was influenced by, like, your Christian faith? Or do you think it was because you've done your own research and stuff like that? Definitely influenced by the Christian faith. Um, so, I grew up as an apostolic Christian. And they were very strict on everything. They were basically, like, a step down from the Catholics. Um... So that definitely influenced me a lot, just like the idea of you follow the rules, you do the, you know, you do the things that you're supposed to do and you'll get in heaven. Um, and that was really hard for me to break out of because like I said before, I'm a lesbian. I practice witchcraft. I keep reptiles. Like all of those things are very taboo. And, um... While some things are slowly becoming more acceptable, things like witchcraft are still very negatively looked at in at least the Christian religion. Um, so, sorry, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah, totally fine. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would definitely say that you know, my Christian roots do affect me. Um, and they probably, I mean, I've had to break out of those in order to, like, accept, like, who I am and what I want to practice and what I want to do, um, which was very difficult. There's a lot of, when you grow up in a Christian household, there's a lot of internalized 
self-hate that can go on when you don't fit into the perfect huh christian guilt yep there's a lot of like guilt that goes on if you don't fit perfectly into the parameters that they've set for you and so having to break out of that is very difficult um so that's why it took me so long to figure out who i wanted to be what i was good at you know all the different things the fact that i was a lesbian took me up until my first year of college i wasn't able to admit that to myself um the fact that i was a witch that took me even longer i just admitted that to myself a couple months ago so it's just one it's difficult because when you're under such a religious roof where every day we used to all sit down at the table and read the bible Mm-hmm. You know, my parents would read me, my dad used to read me numbers to put me to sleep, like the book of numbers in the Bible, and that was super boring. It was very effective. Um, <laughs> but just growing up with that much hyper-Christianity and not being, incur- like, not having the ability to go out and look at other things for myself because that was not encouraged in my household. Um, And I'm not trying to say that my parents are bad parents. I think my parents are, well, for the most part, they they did their best. Um, They were raised to believe certain things and they never tried to break out of their shells. Um, My mother, I would definitely say, has been a little more supportive. Like I said, I came out to her And I'm a little bit more willing to talk to her about things. But my dad definitely um, would not talk to about any of this. Um, You know, he did his best to raise me. um, But he's very stuck in his ways and he's very opinionated and he's very loud about those opinions. And that can be rather stressful. So, has it always been like that, or do you think it's been like more amplified now that like COVID? Actually, it used to be a lot worse. Really, it's actually been better. Yes, it's actually gotten better than it used to be. Um, mainly because, like I said, we used to go to the Apostolic Christian Church, which is very strict, mm-hmm. and we just switched to a different church a couple years ago, and they definitely became a little more relaxed. Um, granted, they, I think, I'm the, the last child in a family of four, mm-hmm. so my parents have definitely learned a lot just from raising my other siblings, so I definitely would have, I would consider the fact that I have more freedom than the others did at my age, just because my parents are tired. Yeah. And they kind of realize that there's no stopping kids from doing what they want to do like if they really want to do something they're gonna do it the best thing you can do is say okay you know I don't necessarily agree but you can try and be there for them if they really screw up like you have to let them make those mistakes Mm -hmm. in order to grow and to learn so I would definitely say I have more freedom I have my own vehicle my parents don't constantly have to know where I am anymore 
I'm allowed to basically do what I want as long as, like, I'm staying safe and checking in with them every once in a while to be like, hey, like, I'm fine. But, yeah, for the most part, I can do, like, whatever I want. They don't even – the biggest thing I think that's going on is they don't push me to go to church anymore, um, which I had to go to church every Sunday. Did not have a choice on that. My parents made me go. I did not want to go. Um, but ever since I turned 18, that has no longer been a thing. So it's definitely gotten a lot better. Um, but also part of that is because I'm old enough now that if I want to move out, I can. And so I think they realize that too. They're like, oh. Like, if we trap her, she's just going to leave, and we're never going to hear from her again. So. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, like, thought about it in terms, like, in terms of, like, parents having, like, more kids, and then they learn from, like, each kid, because it, like, yeah, you really put things into, like, perspective, because, like, my parents, they only have, like, me and my brother, and, like, we're two very different people, and I feel like... (laughs) And I feel like because, like, I had no effect on, like, how they parented my brother, at least in my situation, like, my brother takes most of the attention. I'm kind of, like, on my own at this point. Um, But, like, it's interesting that, like, because your parents had experience with, like, the three kids before you, they were able to, like, I don't know, like, do you think it was easier on you because of your siblings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My parents, my brothers were quite the handful, especially my younger, or my, the second oldest brother. Um, He was a mess for a really long time. And my parents were definitely, I would definitely think they were tired. By the time they got to me, they were just like, don't kill yourself. Thanks. (laughs) And I was like, I think I can handle that. Yeah. Wow. You think you're helping your parents, like, I don't know, because you're, like, a lot different from how they, like, I don't know, see the world. You see the world a lot differently. Do you think you help your parents, like, grow in that aspect? Or do you think they're still very stubborn about their opinions? Oh, no, they're still, I don't try and talk about anything with them because I'm just going to get mad and that's just going to turn south. Very quickly. My parents are very stuck. My mother, I can maybe talk I can talk to things about, but like, yeah, no, there's just no, no talking about things with them. Do you I think just it ever be, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. Zoom is terrible. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Right. Do you think it's worth, um, like, trying to get them to see your perspective, or do you think there's, like, a point where, like, you just stop trying altogether and just move on with your life? Well, and there's the the brass tacks of it all. I want to talk to them about this stuff. I want to change their opinions and be like, hey, like, lesbians should be allowed to marry. Like, we're not an abomination, thanks. Um, the problem is that like, I'm still living under their roof right now. 
and I don't know what's going to happen if I come out to them, and I'm definitely not willing to risk it. While I don't think they would kick me out, I really don't want them to, like, try and monitor my entire life, mm-hmm. especially since I have a partner. Yeah. Uh, name is Jordan. I love them a lot. Um, they're amazing. Um, they are, however, biologically female, and so they're non-binary, but biologically they are female, and so it's, you know, um, it's like I plan on marrying someone like that, you know, and, you know, if I want them to come to my wedding, like, if I want my dad to walk me down the aisle, like, I don't know if my parents, I don't know if my family is going to be at my wedding. I have no idea. I don't know if they're going to want to see my, my kids once they figure out, like, what I am. I think my siblings are going to be fine, but I don't know if my parents will ever, my mother might come, but I highly doubt my dad will. And those, the simple luxuries that I feel like people overlook, like just being able to call their parents when they're like struggling with something or being able to talk to them about your new crush. Like I can't do that with my, um, you know, having your dad at your wedding. Like most people are like, yeah, my dad will walk me down the aisle. Like I don't, I can't assume that I don't have that luxury. And that's where things really get me the most it's just because like well if I want to perform some sort of witch ceremony at my wedding like I can't unless my parents like don't come or if I want to not have the bible read like they're gonna think that's weird and strange if I don't want to take like my biblical vows um and it's just the little things like that that really make me think about the fact that, like, there are still people in this world who, like, think people who are gay or who don't follow Christianity, because it doesn't just have to be witchcraft. It can be if you want to be, a, like, Buddhism, like, Muslims, being a Muslim, like, all that stuff. Anything that's not, like, the Christian norm or, like, an atheist norm. Like, it's just... Like, in the little details, not accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it sucks. world we live in. I mean, it's changing, I think. I mean, there's a lot of weird things happening right now, but it's yeah. there's definitely some sort of change happening that's better than just staying in one place and not having anything happen, you know? Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Right. Um, we are basically out of time, but do you guys have any, like, last comments? Uh, yeah. Um, to anyone who's listening, if you are exploring different options for your life, if you are questioning who you are, who you want to be, what you want to do, whatever you want to practice, whether it be witchcraft or Islam or Christianity even, if it's something that's not against the norm, if you're in the community, the LGBTQ plus community, you know, 
if you're anything that's out of the norm, don't be afraid to explore it. Don't be afraid to embrace the change. And there's going to be negative emotions that come from within you. And that's okay. You can work through those. And you can accept who you are. It's going to take time. And it's going to be kind of shitty. But it will be worth it in the end. So just keep fighting for who you want to be. Ditto. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. You're amazing, Molly. Such a beautiful soul. And I love you. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. It really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And uh, we need a a meetup sometime, obviously. COVID aside, but you know. Um, Yeah. suggestions comments feedback collaborations any of that um if you guys want to email at us email email at us email us email us at far from normal podcast 2020 at gmail.com um yeah i hope you guys have a great day thank you for listening thank you molly don't be afraid to be far from normal bye bye bye